It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jota, Dundalk and Cavan. Order your new 221 Renault today from our extensive Renault range. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit BlackstoneMotors.ie. Welcome to Late Lunch this uh, Monday afternoon on the final run into Christmas on the show. Great to have you with us this afternoon. And let me say to you again, thank you for all the cards. My word, I am really getting practice writing and replying to all your Christmas messages and cards. I do appreciate it. You know it's for the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre. And I'll be back to your cards. I haven't opened my post today a little bit later on in the show. But let's get straight to business. I'm not sure if he can sing. I never actually asked him that he certainly makes us laugh and if he can dance he'll go a long way as the saying goes Mr Neil Delamere hello again Hey Gary how are you? I'm really really good are you, are you practising today? Uh, I'm not practising today no uh, you know not technically anyway I, I may still throw a few steps in when I'm walking around my garden uh, <laughs> but I'm not technically no we're finished for, for Christmas at the moment so I know my first dance which uh, has to remain for the moment a secret um, but uh, yeah it, it's a constant thing in your head it does get into your head you really get into it and uh, I'm looking forward to the, getting the first one done I'm very much looking forward to January the 9th me being on a knee holding a dancer and it being finished uh, and the, the relief that will come therein you know <laughs> but I'm very much enjoying the process Oh great and, and, and you know obviously did they come to you or you, they came to you and said Neil come on will you dance on Dancing with the Stars this year I take it was that the approach was made to you did you, did you accept immediately <laughs> It's much easier to do it that way rather than just random punters to be turning up to the production company's door and go, can I have a go? Uh, no, I've been asked, I have been asked in, uh, on multiple occasions. We spoke every every year, I suppose, back and forth, you know, tentative inquiries uh, and whatever, I would be doing a tour uh, or, you know, I be, might be doing a TV series and I just wouldn't have the time. And also, I, I would be kind of a bit more nervous in those previous years um, so I have been asked before and it never kind of worked out. This year I was asked, I kind of went, who knows what we will be allowed to do. COVID has made everybody think, I think reframe things. And I thought, you know, something, I'm going to do something that will scare the hell out of me because I would be very nervous doing it. I mean, the, the stuff that you do, people say to me, oh, you know, you do thousands of seats on stage, you've done big gigs and blah, 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 blah. Uh, they don't necessarily translate. You know, the nerves that you feel dancing will be entirely different than the nerves you feel doing stand-up because I, I don't really get that nervous doing stand-up. So um, this is the year I just said, listen, I'm going to jump in, I'm going to scare myself, I'm going to try and learn something new. It's a privilege to learn it with somebody who's a you know a European champion, a world champion. These people are absolute experts in their field. So, yeah, I said yes, and that's how it happened, really. So you know the dance and you do know your partner, which can't be I revealed do. until yeah. the ninth. Uh-huh. The ghost of Fred Astaire is teach me, and then the ghost of uh, Ginger Rogers be my dancer. I love it. I love it. So this is going to take up a lot of time, and it has been. I know I've been ticket-tacking with you on and off. You've been quite busy, so there's been a lot of work. Preliminary work has gone in before the Christmas to this. Yeah, you you do a couple of weeks before Christmas because, you know, I suppose they, people have different levels mm. of experience. Uh, and uh, mine being zero, like mine being, 
nothing. Rock the boat at a wedding and that is essentially it. Sitting on the ground at one o'clock in the morning eating a cocktail sausage uh, and a slice of wedding cake is not necessarily in the same wheelhouse as dancing a tango or a pasta doble or a Charleston or whatever. So I suppose it's to get people used to that, get, you know, get a bit of filming done um, mm. and you know, people are different age ranges in this. There's a there's a very good lineup this year. You know, yes. There's there's people I'm looking at going. God, you know, Nicholas Roach is a proper international sportsman. You know, Nina Carberry mm. has done Ireland for his families and is unbelievably fit. Did four minutes on the hang tough uh, challenge. So like a serious competition in this. So that kind of takes the pressure off in lots of ways because there's so many good people in this that you're in it for the crack for for a while. You know, mm. particularly if you've no dance experience. So. Yeah. Have you been keeping an eye on Strictly on the BBC Rose Ailing Ellis winning on Saturday with Giovanni Pernice, her partner? Incredible, incredible that the lady is deaf and she doesn't hear the music she was dancing to and she wins the overall. Yeah, I mean, I've some bits and I've seen bits and pieces of it. Yeah. I've seen, I followed it on Twitter because um, it seems to have been the greatest series of it ever. Uh, and then I was like, I don't know if I want to watch this. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know if I want to watch how good this actually is. Um, AJ, who was in due to be in the final, who broke her. I think she broke a bone. Yes, foot, she did. She, I did uh, Richard Osmond's House of Games with her. Mm. Um, AJ or Dudu, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, you know, so I kind of know her a little bit from that, and I was really rooting for her. Um, but it just goes to show you, and she's a great, she's a serious athlete, just goes to show you how seriously people take this. Yes. And by the time you get to the final, I mean, the, the stuff that you see on shows, absolutely incredible, you know. Mm. I don't think, Jerry, it's something I have to worry about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, Neil. I, the cross that bridge when I come to, I don't think that's something I really need to consider. <laughs> like, I'm not planning my outfits. <laughs> For, you know, for mid-March <laughs> let me tell you that um, I'm, I'm go- hopefully I'm going to be gigging you know uh, yeah. I mean I have a full tour booked but obviously we're trying to figure out what to do with January yeah. and um, my usual kind of little uh, little jaunt around I'm doing the solstice in Navin in March and I'm doing uh, the spirit store in February and yep. I've done Dundalk and I was due to do the concert um, Crescent Concert Hall in Drogheda Crescent Concert Hall in Drogheda mm. now that's in January so you're going to have to try and figure it out Yeah, because now obviously it's 50% capacity and it has to be done by 8 o'clock and so that that could be a bit tricky but I, I would ask people just this is not just for me but for generally people in the arts and for the venues as well um, give, them a, give them a couple of weeks to try and figure it out because the people in the industry have done their best to try and accommodate whatever restrictions are are uh, in at the moment, you know? Yes, so if you're booked for the Crescent on the 8th of January, attendant booking in Drogheda, the 2nd of February, the Spirit Store Dundalk, the 4th of March in Salsas Navin, just watch this space, and people are working around those dates at the minute, but uh, keep in touch with it as well, and we'll find out what happens sooner rather than later. Um, Tell me this, what's the story with this beard and the face uh, I always met when I met you I was a clean shaven guy looking well smooth operator when did you decide to grow this magnificent beard I have had the beard for about three years Mm. four years even maybe Um, I grew it for a part in um, a little mockumentary thing for Soft Border Patrol you might have seen that yes the clip that went that went viral was, was me talking about cows having different accents on different sides of the border and I got three million views or something. It just seemed to be of a, of a time. And I was asked to kind of look a bit different than I would on, on, on other TV shows where you might have a, a suit or whatever. So I grew a beard and um, my wife just went, you're keeping that. <laughs> and that was it. Uh, there was, there was, there was, I, I have very little choice in these things. And my wife has an, an awful lot She's way better taste than me in in clothes, in cars, in couture, not in men, but in everything else. So I said, listen, I shall listen to you. And uh, it's good because if you don't train, if you stop training for a little bit and put on a little bit of weight, it's fine. You just let the beard grow a bit more. No yeah. double chain under a massive beard. And um, it, it's pretty it's, it's pretty thick in terms of its coverage. So it covers all sorts of sins. So who who knows? Who knows how long I'll keep it? Maybe if I get very, very fit for, from Dance with the Stars, might shave it off at the end but uh, I think it's here to stay for a while anyway Good on you Well I was thinking about you and I haven't seen you here like because of circumstances you'd normally be into me each December yeah, and every sure, year 
Easter, yeah. Bloody hell, we haven't had a crow in the studio here since March uh, 2020. But look at, um, I, I watch you, of course, on the blame game. My God almighty. I was just thinking, you yeah. are the most accepted Republican in Ulster. <laughs> well, I'm wondering. I'm wondering how you're spelling Republican. Is it a bit of big R or a small R? The word Republican means so many things in yes. so many different places. American Republican, Australian Republican, Irish Republican. Um, yeah, I think. I suppose I just done that show for a long time, and um, I know the ins and outs. Like it's been on for about 15 years, and I know the ins and outs of you know who's a, a UUP councillor and who's a TUV councillor and who's an SDLP MP for wherever, you know? Mm. And so I suppose there's some degree of immersion into the jurisdiction, shall we say, that allows you to get away with things. And I will, when I do the shows, we try and call out uh, the idiocy or hypocrisy, whoever is doing it. Mm. And that seems to be the way to go and pe- people... People accept that, you know, mm. um, and that, that's allowed me. I'm doing like I'm doing the ice hockey arena in Belfast in February, um, based on that show, really, and obviously touring around for years, but kind of mainly, I suppose, suppose the blame game. So it's been very good to me, you know, and yes. uh, it's fun because you can kind of because they know what you are. You're from the Republic of Ireland, and you know we had a, a, a territorial claim on the north until the 1998 uh, Good Friday Agreement. You can kind of play up to that. Uh, and because you're a known quantity, like I can do a town that's Balamina that would be predominantly unionist and go out and just say, you know, I'm mess with them going, you know, this is going to be United Ireland in, in, by the end of the gig, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to turn on your phone and it'll be O2.ie will come up and that's how you'll know. And, you know, you can kind of mess with them and have the crack with them because you're a known quantity, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? It transcends. Comedy transcends. And you play it brilliantly, I have to say, on, on well, both sides. But it's great to see that people can laugh at themselves as well, which is, God, we all have to be able to do that at this time for sure. And are we all set for the Christmas? What do you generally do? What's your traditions? Stay at home? Do you go anywhere? What the hell will any of us be doing, Neil? I don't know. I mean, we do get very regularly tested for for any sort of um, if you're training, you know. So I've been tested more often now in the last while than I can possibly imagine. I have to say, Um, I was due to go to Scotland for a TV show a week ago, and I just thought I'm bound to get Omicron uh, on the plane over or or on the way back, and then that will knock me out of rehearsals and all that sort of stuff. So I said no to that. Uh, be a quiet Christmas with the family, you know, and just kind of t- taking it easy. Normally, I would go out on the 27th, 28th, 29th of December ge- geeking. Because as I said to you often before, people go, why do you go out so early? And I go, have you seen what people are like after five days of the family Christmas? They'll go to anything, Tim. You put it on anything. You could stand in the middle of a march and do a comedy show. And be like, I don't, I don't want to talk to my Auntie Mary anymore. She gave me dirty looks over the after eight. I'm going to feel deliver in the local town square. So I always used to go out straight away. Um, will we try and do that this year? I'll know in a couple of days. I'm hoping to go out and do it in, in, in that time between Christmas and New Year, even if it's 50% just to have the crack, just to keep the sharpness mm. and um, who knows when we'll be allowed to do it again. So, But quiet family Christmas, down with the family and uh, eat as much turkey and Ferrer Rocher as I possibly can. I was actually in for fitting today for for costume for one of the dances and they said to me, oh, we normally, do, like, do you want me to take those trousers in? We normally wear them really tight. <laughs> I was looking at them going, it's Christmas, lads. What do you think is the answer to that question? I want you to let those out by about four inches. And it'll be full of turkey and Ferrero Roger by the time I come back in to try these trousers on again. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's the plan for the Christmas, really. So you're going to move out to meet the waist of the trousers. I hear what you're saying. We understand that. Sure, it's the time of year when we eat and be merry and why shouldn't we be? Look at, um, it's great to have a quick catch up with you and always love chatting to you. As I said again, Thank keep you. an eye out for the show's Crescent Concert Hall, Rada, Spirit Store, Dundalk and Solstice Navin in January, February, March. Let's see what happens there. He is one of the stars of Dancing with the Stars that begins on the 9th of January and we wish you well with that and have a nice Christmas and all the best for the new year and take care as always. Thanks, Sherry. Vote early and vote often. <laughs> Good on you, Neil. God bless. Bye-bye. That's Neil Delamere, one of the best. He really is such a comedic talent. He's on. Believable, he really is. And normally he's with us here, but it's great to catch up with him on this day. Late lunch, LMFM Radio. 
the cards keep arriving. I'm going to read some of them in a moment. Stay with us. Yes, it's return to sender on late lunch this Christmas time. You send me a Christmas card and I'll send you one back, signed by myself with a little message. And it's all supporting the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre. I'm buying their cards and I'm sending them out to you. And I thank you from my heart for all the cards. We have hundreds of cards have come in. And it's just fantastic. And I didn't didn't ask for donations, Louise, but the donations in the cards. My God, your so generosity. Good. And they've been passed on to Anne in the Gary Kelly Centre. Look, Louise, <laughs> look. The golden ticket. I've got a golden ticket. I've got a golden ticket. I'm opening my post. Excuse me, I should do it early in the day. This is in a beautiful gold envelope. I don't know what these are. You en- love your coloured envelopes. I love colour. I'm attracted to colour. Listen to this. Uh, with COVID restrictions, I spent a lot of time at home following the birth of our first baby, Evine, in May 2020. I must say, Jerry, you've been a comfort and inspiration to me all during this time. I look forward to your show every day. I have no doubt that I'm not alone with these sentiments. Oh, my God. Happy Christmas to you and all the family and to Louise and yourself. Neve Kelly O'Brien, knock. Uh, it's Noctomile, Virginia County Cavan. I think I know that, that girl. Do you? Yeah. Do you know Neve? Neve I O'Brien, Ke- so. Neve Kelly O'Brien. I think I know her as Neve oh, Kelly. Yep. Do you, Neve? Thank you so much. Hey, I'm going for the colours today, aren't I? Look at this one. <laughs> Pretty in pink this card is today. Let's see what's contained in it. Oh, Louise. More money. Louise, look at that donation there. Isn't that just lovely? Dear Jerry, it comes from Atboy Dressog. Atboy, I want to thank you for your wonderful work in raising much needed funds for the Gary Kelly Centre. Enclosed, please find it's not a small donation. Rose, Rose Healy, the wonderful Rose Healy. God bless you. God bless you, Rose. Here's another one here, and this one is in red today. And it's from Angela O'Brien to Jerry and Louise, wishing you both a very Merry Christmas. Angela, you're a star. When you think of people, take the time to write the cards, put the stamps on them, send them on. Annette and Peter Flood to No Road in Drona, we have your card. I am sending one back to you. a little letter opener. Uh, no, I do it with a pen. I should, oh. have, I should have a letter opener, shouldn't I? I wonder how, um, how many people still have letter openers. I'd say people do. I'd say there's some people precise and, and would have. They're a lovely thing, weren't they? They opened it. I'm doing it crudely here with the pen. I used to have a letter opener at one stage and it just did a very neat job. Mm. You know me for my neatness yes. and my OCD. <laughs> and, and of course out. I never have Absolutely. One. <laughs> Marie Carlin outside Slane sends us a card. There's one. What's on that one there? Mr. Jared Kelly, LMFM. Oh my God, I can't wait to open this one. Nobody calls me Jared. My mum did. My sister does. Let's see what this one says here. It's from Kathleen and Des Connell in Longford, Duleek County Mead. Thank you so much. There's more there. I'll come back to them, I promise you. Margaret Madden, our bookie work in touch. Margaret has a book opener. Yes, she has a letter opener, shall they say. A professional letter opener. I ain't surprised with Margaret Madden. She loves her post too. Louise just mentioned she wonders, do people have letter openers? Do you still use them? Do you? Do you have them? 086-1800-658, the usual number, if you have something to say. And we're staying on the topics of books today, but from a different angle, because we want to drop in to one of the independent local bookshops, because we know there is one in Dundalk, uh, and Tony is in Tremont County Meath, and of course, Carol's in Dundalk, and... uh, the uh, one in Row River Book, should I say, in Dundalk is the name of the bookshop in Dundalk. Uh, and Tony is in Trim. And today we're tipping in to Southgate Shopping Centre in Drogheda to the wonderful Academy Books and Irene Gahan. Hello, Irene. Hi, how are you? I am really good. Well, please tell me you're busy. We are. Great. We're busy and it's been wonderful. And local support has just been absolutely it's kept us going. <laughs> That's what I'll say. It's kept us going. Mm, because it is so easy to click and order. You know what I'm saying? The online thing, and especially last year and, and, and through the year. But you're telling me, and this is what I want to hear, that people, the message is getting through. If we don't support our local shops in Louth and Mead, the book shops, what will we have, Irene? I completely agree. I think it's shop local across the board. And I think people have been responding to it. Um, I mean, we've we've seen it from and people coming in and it's, and it's you know people coming in buying six or seven books and going that's for Uncle John you know that's for Auntie Deirdre you know that's for the nephews and it's been great and we've been because we do free wrapping so we do really pretty free um, gift wrapping so we're kind of walking along going okay who's that I'm not noting who what each book is for if that makes sense and a poster for people as they're doing their books so it's not just even one book it's people are going in right 
that's it. Everyone's getting books for Christmas. <laughs> so we're not complaining. It's wonderful. It's And it's so many books out this year. Oh, mm. my gosh. It is a cornucopia of books this year. I Last year, I thought we had a lot of books, new books out for Christmas. But this year is just, um, you couldn't keep up with well, honest. that is great to hear. And Margaret says as well, we're talking to Margaret on Friday in Book Club, and she said it was a wonderful year as well. And she made her, she picked her book of the year and other recommendations besides. What, look, look let's talk turkey here. <laughs> Sorry for the pun at Christmas time. But what is the number one selling book from Academy Books right now? At this moment in time, it is Gangster Granny Strikes Again by David Williams. Oh my God. Number one. Yeah, but that's closely followed by Your One Wild and Precious Life by Maureen Gaffney. So those are the two top at the moment for children. I mean, kids just, you know, they love David Williams um, and they love The Diary of a Wimpy Kid and there's a book out every Christmas and it's just the book, you know, it's the one book that, it's kind of like the old annual and Beano and Dandy, it's like, no, new Wimpy Kid or a new Diary, a new Wimpy Kid or a new David Williams or a new Julia Jonathan. That's what we're getting, or even a new J.K. Rowling, actually, and that's what we're getting for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, the, the the just give the name of that Williams book again. So it's Gangster Granny Strikes Again. <laughs> so this is a sequel. He's never done a sequel before, which is what it makes it so interesting. Um, he did Gangster um, Gangster Granny, um, and this is the very first sequel out of all the books that he's done. It's the very very first sequel. So that's literally out only two weeks. Lovely, lovely. So they are the hot cakes. It, cookery books, okay? There's a plethora of them. I presume you you have them there as well. You stock them. Absolutely. But everyday cook seems to be the one that's taking it away. Um, Donald Skeen seems to be the one that everyone wants at the moment. So it's not as busy for cookbooks now as last year, which yeah. I find interesting. But I think we were in... We were all at home, so we were all cooking an awful lot more. Now, that may obviously come back around again for this Christmas. Um, but it's, it's interesting, there's not as much emphasis on cookbooks this year. The emphasis on history books, which I find fascinating. I love history and politics anyway, yeah. but I find the, le- the amount of history books this year is great. What about Fintan O'Toole's Irish on Post Book of the Year? How is that going? It's it's li- it's literally nipping on the heels of your one wild and precious life, I have to say. But the book industry has been very odd this year in the sense that everybody went in to say all the books that were coming out for Christmas, sort of August, so September, October, November, would have gone to print in, say, August. Mm. So this book and the President's Letters, which is brilliant, um, and, for example, say the Coastal Atlas of Ireland, which is just epic and, um, you know, will be on a, a lot of book lists as well, a lot of book uh, gift lists this, this year as well. Um, they only printed so many. Um, mm. They only had a sort of a, uh, maybe a half or a three quarters what they would normally print because there is actually, would you believe, a shortage of um, paper, card paper, so cover paper, you know, like the yes. book covers. Yes. There's a shortage. So all of these books went out of print. Mm. Um, so if you can get your hands on these, go for it. Uh, I know now the Coastal Atlas came in again about a week ago, but everyone was waiting and going, oh, please let it come back in because it's so popular, went yeah. out of stock. Um, President's Letters, again, if you can get your hands on the President's Letters by Thor McCarthy, absolutely fabulous Christmas present. Mm. Um, it's all the President's Letters that have been written to, obviously, to Irish presidents, um, lovely curated um, by Thor McCarthy. But what happened was, because all these books went out of stock, then, of course, there was lots of publicity around history books in particular. There are an awful lot of history books at the moment. And Fintan O'Toole obviously won the Unpost Book of the Year, um, so really, history books are flying out the door for Christmas. Mm. It just seems to be this kind of renewed energy and renewed interest on history. And obviously, yes. a lot of authors during lockdown would have got a lot of time to do their research. And obviously, you've I think you've spoken to the wonderful Nicola Pierce. Yes. Her book, O'Connell Street, mm. came out. That's been incredibly popular as mm. well. Mm. So, and, and, and you know, from your perspective, this now I'm curious about something as I listen to you there. How do you manage then, Irene? Because how do you manage stock-wise? Will I take a, a clatter load of these or do you have to hedge your bets? 
Yeah, it's really weird. I, and, you know, I had this moment of panic last week and I woke up going, oh gosh, do I have enough? Have I got too many? Did I order the right books? And then Bob from the Gutter Bookshop in Dublin, he tweeted the exact same, having that exact same panic attack that, that, not that same day. And I thought, okay, so it's not just me. So we all ring around each other, to be honest. A lot of independent bookshops like Antonia's or the Village Bookshop in Terranure, I'm very good friends with Alice, and we'd all ring around and go, okay, what's, you know, what's going, you know, what's going, what's moving, what's this, what's of interest, um, to make sure that we get the stock, because we're at a disadvantage in some ways being an independent bookshop, because we can't order, like, the multiples. I mean, you know, we, we couldn't order what Ethan's or Bookstation mm. um, or Waterstones could. But yes, we have a really good relationship with independents, have actually quite a good relationship with them as well. So it's kind of, you know, the industry kind of all comes up together, if that makes sense. But yeah. there is a lot of um, guessing work, I think I'd, I'd say, as to what's going to take off. Yeah, like it is a call you have to make. A couple of things about independence, and just to, to re-emphasise this for listeners today. Um you will get a book if somebody comes into you and, and you know they're not just waiting on it particularly for Christmas or that no bother with that you'll get the order for them oh for, well at the moment um, we would have stock for most of the books that would yes. be in the kind of charge yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Christmas books um, but even some some even Easton's like Easton's I know are out of presents letters we're out of presents letters you can get them in some places because everywhere has different um you know, different interests. Like everyone, there's an awful lot of interest in O'Connell Street for Nicola Pierce because she's a local writer, and the book is is really, really good, and I recommend it over and over for Christmas presents. So it's 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 a very fine balance, but you, you won't be able to order. So if you haven't ordered by now, yes, the chances are very, very. You're good. not going to get it, but in general sense, if you want something and you're not in a big rush for it, you can get it within oh, reason. There's no problem with absolutely. that at all. Yeah, I understand that. Been, yeah, we've been hunting down books that are like. 70 years old yeah, yeah. <laughs> for customers so yes. absolutely yes no that's no, good to know in a rush, we, will, we, will, we will hunt it down for you you will get it for them the other thing is are book vouchers as gifts or gift tokens is that popular or are you one to say well buy the book for the person no do you know what they're very very popular and I tell you why they're very popular because you know at Christmas everyone goes oh I'll get them a book and then you could end up um, like you know, three people have bought the same book for a child. And particularly yeah. when you don't really know, you know they like reading and may, they might be really good readers or they might be a little bit kind of, I don't know, reluctant to say. Um, it's it's always kind of a, a really nice book voucher is, is always something nice to give. So um, it kind of gives them, like it gives the children more of a, go into the bookshop and have the experience as well of actually picking your book. And I think that's, quite important for it as well. It's lovely to get the book. And if you know they don't have, say, you know, the latest David Williams or um, the latest Lucy Kennedy, Friendship Fairy series or um, Pages & Co., it's, it's really nice if you they know they've asked for that. But if they haven't and you're not particularly sure, um, yeah, absolutely. Gift voucher, I mean, book vouchers are, are just wonderful. Well, look, I just wanted to touch base with you as a representative of the independents around the North East. It's great to hear that people are supporting local. You're open Christmas Eve, are you? Oh, we're open Christmas Eve till five o'clock. There you go. There you go. You're in a rush and you forgot it. You want something last minute. Give her a shout. Irene Gahan at Academy Books. I'll be in to see you myself before the Christmas. You know, I've never been to your shop. I was saying this, Louise. But I will be in before the Christmas time. I promise you. I really do. Anyway, thank you for joining me. Back to work there. I know you're busy, busy getting everybody sorted out. Wish you well. Absolutely. Take care, Irene. Bye-bye. See you soon. Bye-bye. That's Irene Gahan from Academy Books. Roe Reverend and Doc and Tony's, all the independents support them. They need our support and they are vital. They're part of the fabric of our communities and we need to keep them alive and well. Yeah, the Pogues and Fairy Tale of New York. First time we played it on Late Lunch this year and we had a few messages saying, what's up? 
Well, he said the crew earlier in the day just wouldn't leave it for us. Yeah, they don't give a damn about it. They just take it every day and play it. And Louise had to put her foot down today and say, we are playing fairy tale of New York. Didn't you? Didn't you put your foot down today and say, no more of this. We got to play it on late lunch before Christmas. You did. Very decisive, wasn't I? Oh, listen, this one, when she puts the foot (laughs) down, I jump. I can tell you that for sure. Anyway, back to your. Oh, before I mention these, let me tell you, folks, the runners and riders have been declared for the best Christmas pudding in the northeast competition the judging panel is convening this evening <laughs> Louise and the tasting begins and we will name the winner before we quit for the Christmas holidays or go off to enjoy ourselves for Christmas and New Year have you criteria oh like is it colour taste 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 taste. it's all to do with taste it's all to do with the taste of the pot we thank everybody who took time to send them in you're fantastic people you really are and we'll be back to the puds this week on the show but in the meantime let me go to your cards I'm going to read this message even though the sender said to me not to read it And I hope you don't mind me reading it. I'm not going to identify who you are. There's a lovely donation in the card for the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre. And all I'll say it is, it comes from Dundalk. uh, And Pat, I just want to read this without identifying you. I love your programme. I listen every day. Keep up the good work. My beautiful dog had to be put down last Friday. I am so sad and lonely without her. We had her nine wonderful years. Out every day at the quay. She loved to swim. She got me through many a dark time in my life. I know you love your dogs too, Jerry. Absolutely. She was a springer full of life. Christmas won't be the same without her. Have a lovely Christmas. Here's a little donation. It's not a little. It's a lovely donation for the Gary Kelly Centre. Pat in Dundalk. I'm thinking of you today. I think of your loss and understand what the loss of a dog is. I've had it myself in my lifetime. It's hard to take. It really is. Celebrate the good times. Look back at the pictures. Enjoy. And do get another four-legged friend. I, that's all I'll say to you today. Thanks so much for your kindness. To Jerry and Louise, you're doing a fantastic job. We love the show. This comes from Woodpark, Brownstown in Navin. From Gemma and Tony Agnew. And you pair of divils. That's all I'll say. <laughs> you pair of divils. With the money. Look at the donation those people have given me. My God Almighty. And we never said out, Louise. Never said no, a thing. You, you I, just I, said cards. Just people from mm. the goodness of their hearts. And all this money is going directly to Anne Tracy in the Gary Kelly Centre. To Jerry and Louise and everybody at LMFM wishing you a happy and, sa- happy and safe, safe Christmas. Thank you for entertaining us daily. The Sweeney family, Brookville in Drogheda. Not far from where I am, to be honest with you. Lovely Brookville. Here's another one here from... Grange Bellew in Drogheda as I opened the card. Oh, what a beautiful card. Christmas wishes. Look at that one. Jerry and Louise. Love the show. Uh, you uh, are fantastic. And that comes in from Anne. Anne in uh, Key. What is that then? Kevinstown, Grange Bellew, Drogheda. And I'll have to give this uh, to, to Louise to decipher. I'm no good at the writing. Anne, you know who you are when I uh, mentioned you there. And just another one here from the multitude of Christmas cards that are winging their way to LMFM. And look, Louise, look. More. Look at this. Oh, my God. Isn't that just lovely? Uh, from Bellevue Kennels and a lovely donation as well from Hazel Cox, is it? That's uh, there in Bellevue Kennels. The people at Bellevue Kennels, we got your donation. Look at the doggy on the front of the oh. card too. Oh, look, I'm sure I have time for one more. I will, I will here. Have we time? Are you giving me have time? Have you counted them yet? Have no, you not at no? all, not at all. Don't worry about counting them. And let me so see. So many of them. Oh, yeah, it's great. We have them all on display out in the hall. They're hanging off the... The, 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 the whole stairwell up to upstairs here in the station. Listen to this. It comes in from Carnan's Baileyburn and County Cavan from the lovely Rachel Rogers. Jerry, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to yourselves and everyone at the station. I listen to your late lunch show every day and I'm currently just home from Chicago for the Christmas. I listen to your show on the way home from the airport and it really put me in the Christmas spirit. Oh, isn't that so nice? Keep up the good work and wish you and all the team a prosperous new year. Yeah, the team. Louise and myself. <laughs> the team, the team. Where one, is One for the team. Yeah, that's it. Listen, thank you for that lovely card and everyone else who sent them. Still time today and tomorrow to get a card in the post to me here at LMFM Radio. I read them all. You know, Louise, 
I write them all. I reply to every single one of them and I've got messages. I'm not reading them all here saying thank you for the card. Got your card today. Liam and others there on to me. Thank you so much. I will reply to you all individually. I promise you. And thanks for your generosity again. And we will be tipping in to the Gary Kelly Centre on late lunch on Thursday afternoon. Our final show of the day just to round up. Return to sender on late lunch this Christmas 2021. He's a very good friend of ours on late lunch and from my first met him a number of years ago he came into studio here he's such an impressive man he's a rock of sense and he's a brilliant brilliant guy he's back home in Houston Texas this Christmas time and we just gotta say hello we had to to John M. Shanahan hello John Jerry good afternoon and, and Merry Christmas to all of you uh, and your listening audience. What a brilliant show you've had to see, had today. I've been delighted to listen to you. And you've even had Louise on for a wee bit. <laughs> oh, listen, Louise, I'll tell you one thing. That woman, she's everywhere. She's absolutely everywhere. And she has to be everywhere as well. She's great. And honestly, the crack and banter we have, I absolutely love it on the show. I really, really do. John, how the hell are you? <laughs> I'm well, Jerry. Thank you very much. I'm experiencing uh, uh, the uh, all of the saga of what's going on here in the states. Uh, the weather. We're, we're, Santa Claus is coming to uh, to Houston wearing shorts and flip flops uh, with 27 degree weather for uh, for Christmas here in, in Houston, Texas. Uh, meanwhile, in the Northeast, uh, it's uh, over. It's uh, overcoats and, and galoshes. Uh, while well, they put up with snow, so big weather variants. But but I'm sure that uh, Santy's going to be looking for all the good boys and girls. So there you are. Yes, he does, John. And that's you make a very important point for the boys and girls listening today to understand. That is Santa Claus. He is magical, and where he needs the gear for the snow and the cold weather, he's in it. And as he moves south into the warmer climes, he does the change, as John says. John's seen him, you see, during his lifetime. He's been a lucky man. He's seen him with the flip-flops and shorts on. You've never seen the man with the white beard dressed like that in your life. John, good on you for reminding us about that today. Anyway, look, John, um, uh, in the States, of course, Christmas, it's a big celebration, especially for the Christian denominations. But I think most people get involved, don't they? Yes, they do. And, um, you know, people are eager to do it this year, Jerry, because of the of the COVID situation, which has kept us really apart from one another uh, in the in the recent Christmas. And so uh, people are eager to do it. We're, we're struggling, I have to say, though, uh, the uh, the Omicron variant of of. Uh, uh, of the COVID uh, uh, COVID nineteen is is running rampant here, as I know it is in Ireland as well, and a lot of people uh, are coming down uh, sick. The mayor of Houston announced this morning he's got it. Uh, one of our family members uh, announced Friday he's got it. Fortunately, uh, it's it's a very uh, a very moderate form of COVID, uh, so it appears that folks are bouncing back quickly. But um, it's certainly a reminder that COVID has not gone away. and We need to be careful with one another. Uh, the big challenge, of course, is going to be whether we can do Christmas and New Year celebrations uh, as we have in the past. And that may not happen again this year. John, in terms of the states, and uh, we spoke many a time on the run into the election just over a year ago and the inauguration of Joe Biden, which we'll celebrate a year now in January, a year in office, office four, and he came in taking over a very fraught situation. Uh, COVID numbers were high. They've got higher since. What do you put it down to? Is there still a hesitancy on vaccine? Or what's the, the you know the main uh, thought process of people? What's your your take on people in the states? Have, have the majority opted for vaccination? Oh, well, the majority have, but barely so, Jerry. And that's a great question. We're just at sixty percent uptake on vaccinations here in the states. And as the uh, the scientists have said repeatedly, we've got to do better. We've got to get up to about ninety percent before we can really get this thing knocked out. And so uh, the reason that we it appears the reason that people are not uh, uh, taking the, the the vaccinations, getting the vaccinations, is that. They're they're listening to an awful lot of nonsense uh, from uh, politicians or and would be politicians uh, who are uh, Donald Trump supporters, and what they what they're doing is is is, is rabbling on about uh, uh, 
the political views of, of COVID. Medicine doesn't care about politics. Science doesn't care about who's in office. Science is science, and the only way to beat the situation is for uh, people to put aside all the politics and get the bloody vaccinations. And until that happens, we're going to be struggling, and people are going to be in the hospital, and the doctors here in Houston and other places are already uh, warning that they're overworked, the hospitals are full again, and... Uh, uh, we've got to we've got to separate the political nonsense so that the the 30 percent of the, the of so or so of the population that needs to get vaccinated will get vaccinated, and that's where we are, Jerry. John, when I think about this world that we live in today, and you've lived longer than me and come through an awful lot in your lifetime, is social media an enemy of mankind? <laughs> Another very good question, Jerry. Um, well, it's like a lot of things, you know. Um, it, it, it would be like a fine bo- a bottle of fine Irish whiskey, um, if I may use that analogy. Um, a, a sip or two, uh, maybe a, maybe a glass, and everything's just lovely, and it tastes just fine, and we're happy to have the product and enjoy it. Too much, and we're in serious trouble, and that seems to be the, uh, an analogy that one could apply to social media as well. Um, it's a great communications tool. It's a great way to stay in touch across borders and long distances and stay in touch with friends as you and I do. But, um, you know, if you, if you abuse it and uh, put out false statements, and it's, it's like we all learn in school, Jerry, we have to tell the truth. And when we, we get into the, this nonsense about, well, we'll just write some rubbish down and, and, and publish it, and people will read it, and, and there's not a word of truth to it, well, then we're in trouble with social media, Jerry, and that's, that seems to be the problem. Yes, and, and that strikes me. And like, listen, it's important to my job here. We use it all the time. It's a fantastic tool, as you said. But it's the Wild West, John, at times. And you can say anything oh. really about anybody. And you can put up any theory. And you can get people to follow you. And you don't need anything to back it up. Yeah, I know. There are people that seem to be seem to, be, to spend their lives looking for followers. Uh, when what we really need are truth-tellers. We need to be to not, as the good Lord said, be not afraid. Uh, and we need to be not afraid to tell the truth and to treat one another with decency and kindness. I couldn't agree with you more, and that's a message to keep in mind this Christmas time. You mentioned a fellow there called Trump, and uh, his spectre looms large still in America and the world. And Joe Biden's gone through a tough time, and he's had many, uh, you know, a hurdle to overcome that he's finding difficulty with, and he's even finding difficulty whipping all his Democrats into line to get through this massive bill that he needs to rebuild America. Today, uh, three years out from the next election, but the cards will be on the table sooner. You'll have the midterms and then you'll have declarations, of course, for the next race for the White House. Is this man going to come back? Well, he certainly wants to. And and I I continue to believe that the uh, American people will have enough sense to rebuff this nonsense. Um, I'm reminded uh, that this is a... um, you know, certainly a saga that's approaching uh, the scale of Watergate in terms of, of what we saw then. Uh, we've just had a revelation that uh, Trump was actively engaged in promoting the uh, January 6th insurrection um, and that uh, his chief of staff, Mark Meadows, uh, is now uh, about to uh, uh, about to be affected by a criminal indictment. Uh, he's already uh, he's rejected the subpoenas. But what's happened is that uh, we've seen released uh, a PowerPoint presentation, which clearly indicates that Trump not only knew about, was that but was actively engaged in promoting the January 6th insurrection for days before it took place. And so the, the smoking gun, as we use the term during Watergate, is clearly at hand. Um, and the the open hearings that the committee will the Congress Congressional Committee will be holding in January uh, will bring all of that out in very much the same manner as Watergate. From the standpoint of uh, of what it means to the United States, this is the biggest challenge to our democracy since the American Civil War of 1861 to 1865. Um, if we don't get this business fixed. Uh, Trump and the people like him will turn this uh, place into a, 
uh, a tyranny uh, and we'll lose our democracy. Uh, to quote Benjamin Franklin, who walked out the door of the Constitutional Convention in Philadelphia and turned to the lady when she said, what have you done, Mr. Franklin? And, and he said to her, we've given you a republic, madam, if you can keep it. Um, and we're struggling with that right now, Jerry. It's a, it is an extraordinary time in the United States. And hopefully uh, we'll have Trump in the dock uh, on several uh, cases that are pending both in New York and in the state of Georgia uh, before long, and hopefully that will bring an end to it. Watch this space in 2022 and beyond. What will you do Christmas Day yourself, John, getting away from the heavy stuff? <laughs> well, Jerry, besides besides congratulating my, my very good friends in Drogheda in the Northeast for the good work that's being done there, Drogheda's done a beautiful job of, of, of lights and decorations, mm. and the Business Improvement District is even struggling through uh, Drogheda struggling through COVID has done a beautiful job. So uh, congratulations and hats off to the good people in Drada for making the town look wonderful under difficult circumstances. As for me, I'll be gathering with family members here in Houston um, and uh, uh, doing the thing that all of us love to do, which is to see family and and mostly see the young ones uh, enjoy the the, uh, Christmas Day event. So that's that's what's on, on tap for me. Um, when you're sipping from that bottle you mentioned earlier in the show, enjoy a dram or two, won't you? <laughs> I'll think of you and all the good people in draw that I miss very much. I've got I've got airplane tickets to come back, Jerry. Great. I'm just waiting. Uh, hopefully, uh, to, I'll be back in January if the COVID situation doesn't get any worse. Oh, John, it really is great to hear. Now, before you go, may I be the first on air to wish you the happiest of happy birthdays because a little bird tells me that the 29th of December you have a very special one. Well, I do. And, you know, thanks be to God, uh, everything's working as it's supposed to be. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm out busy and, in fact, just started a new Irish company. Uh, We'll talk about that another time. But uh, uh, when I get back to Ireland, the uh, the company gets underway and we've got a new technology company that's looking to build a new business in Ireland and hopefully create some jobs there as well. So, um, you know, it's it's about looking forward, Jerry, not looking back. And I'm, I'm excited about the new year. Well, listen, light the candles, blow them out on the 29th. We'll be thinking of you and celebrate a very special time in your life. You're a wonderful man and if you have so much, you have so much to offer uh, right round the, the, the spectrum there and here in the years ahead. And we look forward to seeing you back in Ireland in 2022. John Shanahan, thank you for joining me. Happy Christmas and all the best for the new year. And to you, Jerry, and to all your listeners, God bless you all and Merry Christmas. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's the wonderful John M. Shanahan there, joining us from Houston in Texas, a brilliant man right through his lifetime and with some real views on life and a great fella, really, to uh, figure out where we are and where we're going in the future. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Thanks so much for your Christmas cuties. They're flying into us as I speak. Yes, Hugh City, Castle Blaney are again supporting us this year on Late Lunch and our Christmas cuties. They've given us a wonderful 250 euro voucher oh wonderful indeed to give away to one of you so if we play your cutie you're in the hat come Thursday and the draw will be made randomly all played goes into the hat we're not choosing any way one way or the other it's a random draw if you're played on late lunch let's begin a week of Christmas cuties on the show with the lovely Clodagh McGrain from the Knoll well something I don't necessarily he began to shout, your boys again, and he took his radio fully out. My bird is rock the surface, my nose is quickly tear. When Santa got up to cheerily, I chill, I chill, I chill. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, and... To you too, Claude. Ah, oh, Louise. Isn't Jesus, she sweet. just lovely? Claude McGrain from the Nile. She's only three. Yes. Isn't she a duck? And you know what? Her beautiful reindeer jumper. Oh, my God. Mammy, Daddy. 
What a lovely child. She looked child the part, didn't she? Oh, she looked beautiful in front of the Christmas tree. She's just a little picture. She really is of Christmas time. That's Clodagh McGrain from the Knoll. We have more, more in already. Yes, we have indeed. Have you a Christmas cutie, a boy or a girl or a combination or whatever that they'll sing for us, a little Christmas song or whatever? Send it in to us. WhatsApp your cuties now to 086-1800-658. WhatsApp them into us, please. 086-1800-658. And we'll be playing more cuties on late lunch they don't as the have week to goes be on. Videos, Jerry. No, they can be no. just voice messages. They can be so just voice. Some of them, absolutely. Yeah. They can be just audio. We don't need video at all. If you want to put it in video form, that's fine. But just audio. If you get the audio and get it into us, we will play it. I promise you here on your late lunch. All this week on late lunch, we're giving you the chance to win a one hundred euro voucher from the various outlets in Navin Retail Park. You know what it is beside the. Uh, M3, exit 9, yeah, on the way out of town there, just a, a couple of minutes from the centre of town, to be honest with you, and they've lots of wonderful stores there, including Smith's Toys, Apple Green, and today's uh, featured outlet is Petmania, and Petmania have given us a €100 Euro voucher to give away to one of you. The question was this, what species of family pet has a Mongolian breed? Well, I can tell you, you're creative in late lunch land, that's for sure. It's not a horse, it's not a cat. It's not a dog. It's not a rabbit. It's not an alpaca. But it is a gerbil. Yes, a Mongolian gerbil. Gerbil was the answer I was looking for. And quite a few of you did pick it up too, I have to say. Well done to Christine Donahoe from Terman Feckin. You win that €100 Euro voucher to Petmania in Navin Retail Park. Well done to you. And we'll have another 100 to give away tomorrow on the show. And just reminding you, Sinead on mid-morning has 100 euro vouchers every day this week to give away for the M1 Retail Park just outside Drogheda. So make sure you're tuned in with Sinead all this week to win the 100 euro voucher with her. Now, my artist of the week this week was born on September 9th, 1975 to Italian-Croatian parents in Canada and was raised as a devout Catholic by the family. He says today he always dreamed of being a singer from an early age. In fact, he he remembers back when he was very little that he had this dream and this focus in his mind. However, it wasn't until he was 16 after singing and voice coaching, which was paid for by his grandfather, that he began performing publicly and people started to take notice of him. At 18, he entered a talent contest in Canada and he won it. Yeah, but listen to this. He was disqualified for being underage. However, the organiser of the contest, Bev Delish, was very, very cute because his potential was spotted and... Bev became his manager and guided Mr. Michael Bublé to stardom. Yes, he then went on to win the Canadian Youth Talent Search in 1993. And for the next number of years, he worked his butt off, taking any gig that came his way. But it would be the early noughties before he made the big breakthrough. You see, he changed manager at that stage and came under the wing of the brilliant Bruce Allen, who worked with him on all aspects of his career, but especially his first album, which was called Michael Bublé, which was released in February 2003, achieving worldwide success, which set the Bublé on his way. The world had a new crooner in the guise of Sinatra, Bennett and Monroe. And all this week on Late Launch, yeah, he's a wonderful Christmas album. So we're going to get all Christmassy with our artist of the week, Michael Bublé. Here he is with an absolute Christmas classic. Have a holly jolly Christmas It's the best time of the year Now I don't know Yeah, Mr. Michael Bublé and holly jolly Christmas on your late lunch this afternoon. Isn't he a fantastic guy? He really is. Had the pleasure of uh, seeing him twice live in concert, most recently just before this bloody thing hit in March. We saw him the Christmas before, Christmas 2019, in the Three Arena in Dublin. I think I was telling you about that at the time. And uh, we didn't realise we were sitting in seats 
where there was a stage right up in the middle of the audience and uh, he came up during the show and I'm not joking you I could touch him he was that close to me oh my god he is a wonderful wonderful performer and I say this if he comes back to Ireland again go see him he's simply simply brilliant now the 20th of December tomorrow is the shortest day of the year yes it is the 21st of December and around this time at Newgrange, of course, that wonderful happening where the sun rises early in the morning and the shaft of light goes into the inner chamber and it's just unique in the world. It's been a different experience the last few years and, of course, you need sunlight. And as you know, I don't have to tell you, it's the dullest bloody weather we've had all year probably at this time. It's so dark. What's happening at Newgrange? What's the story? The woman that knows Claire Tuffy is with us next. Solstice tomorrow the 21st but I do know it begins from today and runs slightly afterwards as well and don't we have something magical here in the northeast that people all over the world have come over the years to see and will be tuned in these days online. Yes, the winter solstice at Newgrange. Claire Tuffy joins me on the line. Good afternoon, Claire. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. I, you know what? I'm going to say this honestly. I've been praying for sunshine and frosty weather, and all I get is cloud and darkness. Claire, what's happening? Well, you know, we can't be lucky all the time, and sometimes we don't get what we wish for. Mm. And part of the New Grange magic, as you know, is the excitement and the waiting and the anticipation and the keeping vigil. And we don't always get bright mornings because we live in beautiful Boyne Valley and we're not known for endless days of sunshine. But we have a lot of else on offer. So we can only make the best of what we have. And we didn't have sun this morning. But, you know, we got a great reaction from the live broadcast. People texted us, shared pictures of themselves on Twitter, got back to us on Instagram, on Facebook, telling us where they were, how they enjoyed it. And we got a great reaction. That's wonderful so to just hear. just being there is yes. what it's all yeah. about. So have you people out there today, tomorrow and the next day? Uh, we had very few this morning mm. uh, because I think people uh, didn't anticipate that we'd have a clear sunrise. We imagine we'll have a good few more tomorrow, the mm. 21st. Uh, people can go directly to the site, but there will be um, road closures. Um, so you might have to set off a bit early. Mm. And, um, you know, you might have to walk the last little bit. And uh, no going inside, of course. You know how usually at the solstice people queue up to go inside the chamber after the solstice lottery winners come out. But, of course, we have no solstice lottery winners. Mm. The spirits are enjoying the sun all to themselves this year. So um, people are just hang around, I suppose, and just meet old friends and celebrate the end of the longest night. We look forward to it. The blinking restrictions and travel and everything has surely thrown, and it has indeed thrown a spanner in the works for you. Like the people used to come from all over the world and your lottery and everything like that. Mm. But you know, it did, having it closed to the public did give us the opportunity to study how the light moves in the chamber over those days. We've got some fantastic footage of light in an empty chamber, which we would never have had the opportunity of doing Mm. had we lottery winners. So you have to take the positives from every negative situation. And the other thing we did was we closed the doorway. Uh, 5,000 years ago at Newgrange, there was a big stone door which sealed the entrance. Mm. And it's now parked just to the right of the entrance as visitors go in. Many of our of your listeners will be familiar with it. But we can't use that door, obviously, during normal times because can't seal the visitors in, uh, but we this over the last two years we create we blocked the entrance with a wooden door, so for the first time ever we are seeing the sun in the chamber as it was designed to be seen by the builders, which yes. is an extraordinary yep. glimpse into the past. And the thing that's really amazing is how bright it is. Mm. 
it's a silver lining on every cloud, no matter what the weather is like. Anyway, so you're praying for maybe a beam of light in the morning. I just read oh, the weather we forecast. Are, we are, we are. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, we'll be webcasting again on Wednesday morning. And uh, hopefully the clouds, if they don't clear for tomorrow, hopefully they'll have cleared yes. by Wednesday. Mm. And uh, we look forward to everybody joining us online. It's great to be able to watch the winter solstice at Newgrange from the comfort of your own home. <laughs> it is, there's no yeah, doubt. put on the coffee. Like we had uh, pictures this morning from schools that were showing it to their students this yeah. morning. Yeah. And then we had another picture online of somebody with their slippers on and a big cup of coffee and the, watching it. And it just looks so comfortable that you could uh, watch it from so far away in, in, and, and, and yet get the feeling that you were there. And you'd wonder too it, what the people 5,000 years ago would have thought of the pictures from their monument going all around the world. Like, it's great. Mm, oh, it is all fantastic. Good. Anything that brings more attention to the Boyne Valley, more attention to our wonderful monuments is a good thing. And the stream, just to uh, let people know where they can watch the stream. HeritageIreland.ie is probably the simplest. It's also on the OPW YouTube channel. Mm, great. I was just looking, uh, because I'm I'm always on to this at this time of the year. Sunset today, 16 minutes past four. Tomorrow and the next day, 21st and 22nd, 17 minutes past four. The 23rd and 24th. 18 minutes past four and on Christmas Day 19 minutes past four we'll be three minutes better off with the light Isn't that just great Mm. and how long are you going to wait before you use that expression about the grand stretch in the evening (laughs) Well you know what you've just used it and we'll leave it with you Claire Toffey you've done it You've done it, you've done it, yes. There is a stretch coming three minutes by Christmas Day and you heard it first from the woman that knows at Newgrange, Miss Claire Tuffy. So there, it's out for the first time. But you know you know what it is, Claire. It's given us all, like you've mentioned a couple of times there, you are a woman, glass half full, hope, Claire, hope. Yes, and resilience, Jerry. Yes. It's all about enduring. Do you think this is the first disaster or the first back backwards uh, you know the first bad times that the monument of Newgrange has seen not at all my god hasn't it seen so many through the generations when you and think times. of all of the things that must have happened in the Boyne Valley in the last 5,000 years we are not the ones that have suffered the most you know yeah. we have great comfort in this time mm. so we're, we should be glad to be alive at this time I know we have restrictions but you know we'll keep going isn't that a great point, folks, to bear in mind what Claire said there? Think of what that monument has seen, if it could talk through the Absolutely. generations and the centuries, etc. Amazing. And that should give us all the resilience and the hope that we need. Just before you go, I have a minute or so. It would be remiss of me not to mention him because he passed away recently and he contributed so much to the Boyne Valley, especially in Dow. George Ugin, or would you cor- correct me there if, you're, if I'm wrong or right on his surname pronunciation? In Nabber, where he was born... And where he is buried, he's Ugin. Okay. But in academic circles, he was always referred to as Professor George Ogan. So I suppose either would do. But yes, yes we do miss George. Mm. And I was talking to uh, Fiona Ogan this morning. And, uh, you know, he was such a friend to all of us who worked at the monuments. And what always struck me about George was that no matter what the question was, or how many times he had told the story of the rediscovery of the great tombs at Nauth. He was still as enthusiastic about archaeology mm. at the end of his career as he was at the beginning. And I, I always think to have a job that you enjoy so much uh, is a great, yes. uh, you know, it's a great thing to have. And he was a great communicator. He was a great ambassador for archaeology and a great ambassador for Meath and for Louth and for this area. So, yeah, we miss him, especially at December 21st, because we, George and I, used to do the kind of the host, host and hostess at the winter solstice for many, many years. Mm. And we had, we could, we had a kind of a little, um, 
no show show going, you know, so yes. the sun didn't shine and we had people, <laughs> I'd ask him the questions, he'd respond, he was so dependable, we'd have a laugh and then we'd all come back to the centre and have our, enjoy our solstice uh, breakfast. So we'll, we'll think of him tomorrow yes, and yes. remember him and be grateful for all he did for us. Thank you, Claire. They're lovely words. Remembering George Ogan today, synonymous with now uh, Newgrange, that whole area there, but now especially, as Claire said. Happy Christmas and all the best for the new year, Claire. Thank you, Jerry. Happy solstice. Happy solstice to you too. There's a grand stretch. See you. <laughs> Take grand care yourself. Bye. bye bye. Bye bye. Anyway, that's a lot on late lunch today. Tomorrow on the show, Father Paddy Rush is with us, Vetchinade Kelly, and I'm uh, visiting East Coast Cuckoo School and Tower Walker and more besides your cards, cuties. God, will we get through it? Of course we will. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive here on LMFM Radio. Stay tuned for some uh, wonderful music and more besides. We'll be back Tuesday 1.30 for the third, last late lunch of 2021. All we need is you. I know you'll be there. You'll be with me all the way. You always are. See you tomorrow. Have a nice evening. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drada and Dogan Cabin. Order your new Dacia Duster or the all-new Dacia Sandero and Stepway. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.